talking about ED or condoms or sex for men, that's fine. But if we talk about sex for women or pleasure for women or anything related to vaginas and sex and women, that's not acceptable, which is, in my opinion, unfair because it's all the same. Welcome to Sex, Body and Soul. I'm Kate Roberts, founder of The Body Agency. And on this show, we talk about the marvel that is our bodies, what they can do and what they need to thrive. Ladies out there, our time is now. Let's get to it. Our next guest is the lovely Colette Cortillon. She is the founder and CEO of a company called Joylux, which focuses on all the issues and opportunities that we face coming up to perimenopause and menopause. She has spent about 12 years working in the beauty and medical device technology industry. We talk about the femtech industry and really how that's growing. And she is a badass. So I'm really, really happy to welcome onto the show, Colette Courtillon. Colette, welcome to the show. How are you? Okay. It's so good to be here. Thanks for having me. And it is so good to see you again. And we are so excited at the Body Agency because we will be selling some of your Joylux products. So thank you for making that happen and uh, could not no, be more excited. I should excited. be thanking you for making it happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we're all in the same boat here as us as women get to various different stages in our lives. And you, you know, you fight through all those different stages. First, it's your periods and then it's trying not to get pregnant, then trying to get pregnant, and then another bout of trying not to get pregnant, babies, if you want them. And then, of course, we head into perimenopause. And I have to be honest with you, I've worked in global health for, gosh, over two decades, and never had I heard the words, because I guess it's a hyphenated word, perimenopause. I did hear about menopause, obviously, but it was always talked about in a dreadful, dreaded way that sort of made you think that it was the end of everything, the end of being a woman. Exactly. So you are a real femtech entrepreneur and you started a company called Joylux. Tell us all about it and why you just decided to start this company. Well, Kate, we started Joylex as a, a company to help women as they are transitioning through menopause. And you're absolutely right. Most women don't even know what menopause is. And when you hear the word menopause, you think your life is ending. You think, oh my gosh, I must be old. When mm -hmm. in fact, menopause, what it really means is the 12th month of your last period. And that's, it's actually a one day event. After 12 months of not having a period, you are technically in menopause. And it usually happens around the age of 50, but it could happen as early as in your 30s or as late as into your late 50s or maybe even your you know, early 60s. It's so different for every woman. Mm -hmm. Perimenopause, which is what you were talking about earlier, is the transition into menopause. And that 
can be an eight to 10 year journey. And that's when women start to lose estrogen and we start to, you know, experience these symptoms like hot flashes and night sweats and moodiness and brain fog and weight gain and all these things which are all tied to the fact that we're losing estrogen and our body is telling us that, hey, ladies, you're not going to be able to make babies anymore. And Mm -hmm. your body's going through this transition. And most women do not know about this. And that is what we are doing at Joylex is preparing women. We're educating women. We're giving women the tools and the products to really help women thrive during this period. Mm. Well, I love the fact that you've called the company Joy Lux. I had a, a wonderful guest on the show recently, an author called Leslie Morgan, and she's having the best sex of her life post-menopause. And um, so I think at whatever stage we are as women, there needs to be joy in celebrating our bodies. So thank you for choosing that name. Absolutely. Um, and... May I ask, obviously it's a personal question, but I'm sure you talk about it all the time. Have you gone through menopause? Well, I'm transitioning through menopause. I'm a woman who's, you know, I'm 49 years old and Mm -hmm. I've been going through it for the last, uh, gosh, six years. And it's a slow process and it's, Mm -hmm. you know, different for every woman. But I remember when I first had my hot flash, it I didn't have them for very long, um, Mm -hmm. but it was, you know, all of a sudden, like, what is this? I'm getting hot. For me, the night sweats were more prominent than the hot flashes. I Mm -hmm. remember waking up just drenched in sweat and I'm like, oh gosh, what is this? Am I Mm -hmm. sick? Do I have the flu? What's going on? Mm. Um, So that's when I was like, okay, there's got to be something better. We Mm. as women have to have a solution or education, we've got to be able to talk about this. Mm. And that's one of the reasons why I felt the need to start Joylex, to really inform and educate and help women as they're going through this transition. Mm. Well, I haven't personally yet gone through the whole hog. Um, I'm sure it's looming. And, you know, I've had the blessing of, of meeting people like you and other experts around all these different health areas for women. And I'm really starting to learn about it, which gives me a head start from all the other women in the world who even lack basic information on contraception. So I think you're one of a kind, um, Colette, and I'm happy to see Joylux doing so well. So when we are hearing about menopause, jokes are made about it, uh, often from men, that, you know, were moody or dried up or, you know, horrible things like that. And from what I know about your company, you've really looked into what are the main symptoms and then tried to address them with products that are tried and tested and proven. What are some of the symptoms that you work on with this company? I I understand, you know, some of the key issues of going through menopause for some women vaginal dryness, painful sex, losing control of your bladder, vaginismus, which I know we've talked about before, and moodiness. (laughs) So for us, the root of our company is in vaginal health. I believe sexual wellness is so important for women Mm -hmm. at all ages. And I actually think 
women in their 40s and 50s are in their sexual prime. For me, personally, I mean, I'm just like, bring it on all the time. I don't know if it's just my hormones saying, they're like, get it while you can, Colette, but you know, I'm (laughs) certainly uh, um, embracing this time of my life. So for us, what we, um, the the kind of the root of our company is uh, a product that we developed that is um, V-Fit. It's a non-hormonal red light therapy for vaginal health. Mm -hmm. And basically what we're doing is stimulating your cells to produce collagen and elastin to basically tighten the tissue. And so as women age, we lose elasticity and Mm -hmm. it creates laxity. And Mm -hmm. because of that, we lose control. We lose control of our bladder. We lose control of our vagina, which has an impact on sensation. Things are just, you know, softer. And so by increasing collagen elastin, we can create that tightness, which improves sensation and it gives us more control, gives us more pleasure, gives more pleasure for the man. Mm. Um, The other thing about red light therapy is it increases blood flow. And when you increase blood flow, it actually improves natural lubrication because it's all that blood flow is improving vascularization to the cells and that's where you have lubrication. And so if you suffer from dryness, which is a big issue for women as they're going through menopause with the decrease in estrogen, this is a way to naturally improve lubrication. And so we know that women have painful sex as they're going through menopause, often as a result of being dry. So -hmm. this is a way to be naturally lubricated without the need for creams or lubricants. And so Using this tool, you can improve your natural lubrication, you can improve your tightness, you can improve that you know elasticity all naturally without the use of hormones. And mm-hmm. that's really the kind of the hero of our company is basically improving vaginal health, improving sexual wellness. Mm. So I think this is all great. And you know, one of the things I've really learned about recently is so much more. <laughs> about the vagina and the vulva and how it's all put together. In fact, we've made this coaster, which I love. I need to get one of those. Yeah, you do need to get one. It's. I think that these are also really good for men because it shows them where everything is. There's so many misconceptions about our vulvas, about our vaginas. And there's an incredible doctor out there. Her name is Dr. Jen Lincoln. She's a she's a regular on the show and uh, she's a gynecologist, but she just wrote this book, Let's talk about down there. And I actually got up last week at a uh, World Economic Forum event and decided to talk all about the vagina and the vulva. And, you know, it was a room 50-50 of men and women leaders. And it was so incredibly well received because we just don't talk about it. It seems to have this incredible taboo surrounding it. You know, we can talk about erectile dysfunction till the cows come home, but the moment you start to talk about vaginal dryness or vaginismus or, you know, issues that or situations that we get down there, we're closed down. So I think the world is turning and I think the world is changing. And that's good news for femme entrepreneurs like you and I. And on that note, Colette, I would love to talk about 
your background, because I know that you are a serial entrepreneur and you are also a, a tech pioneer. And I would just love to hear your story of any challenges or what processes you use to get the funding for this company. And when did it start? Like six years ago, five years ago? Kate, it hasn't been easy because we were a pioneer in this space in femtech, uh, one of the early ones. I'm glad to see that there's a lot more uh, women getting into women's health and especially in the areas of sexual health and vaginal health or uh, anything having to do with the intimate area. But you know, starting early on, there just wasn't the funding that there is today. I remember that one of the first meetings I went to, it was a room full of white men, probably in their 50s and 60s. And I got up in front of the room and I said, I'm here to talk about vaginas. And their faces just got bright red and they started to shuffle their papers and look the other way. And needless to say, I, I walked out of the room without, you know, securing any financing um, for the company. And so it, it took a lot of rejection, a lot of meetings. I ended up raising, you know, a, a good amount of money but it, over the years, but it was one check at a time. It was from a lot of women investors. And um, I'm glad to see there's a lot more female investors getting into women's health. But it, it was hard. It was really mm -hmm. hard. And unfortunately, what I have not seen yet, although, well, it is happening. I shouldn't say haven't seen yet because it is now starting to happen. The big check. There's a couple of companies, Maven, Tia, that have seen really large valuations and big checks. Um, Maven hit the unicorn status with a you know, billion-dollar valuation. That's awesome. But yep. there's a handful of them. Whereas mm -hmm. compared to some of these other male company, uh, you know, men's health or just general you know, male-focused companies, um, there are thousands of them. Whereas us women companies, femtech companies, you know, it's still under, you know, less than five. Mm. Um, but we're getting there. It's happening. I just was at an investor conference last week and, you know, I got, you know, a solid 10 meetings where in each of these meetings, they were there because they were interested in menopause. That's a first uh, I wasn't yeah. there to educate them on menopause. They were there because they were actually actively looking at the space. Mm -hmm. So that's encouraging. Well, you know, let's put a couple of facts out there that, first of all, the femtech business as a whole is worth about $50 billion right now, right? That is a solid fact. And that is the, a majority of that money is coming from the West and is within the West. Now, if I, you know, I've worked internationally my whole career and, you know, countries like India and, and Southeast Asia region, Africa, just because women live in those areas, it doesn't mean that they're not going to go through menopause. And there is a huge huge market out there and well it's a, there's a billion women in menopause today and the fact wow. is every woman will hit menopause at some point in her life it's inevitable if she lives to be you know older than let's say you know 51 the chances are she will be in menopause so it's a huge market and the, mm. the statistics are that 83% of women will experience one or more of the 34 menopausal symptoms. And these are symptoms that do wreak havoc on our lives. It's a six 
hundred billion dollar market. There's a lot of money being spent on menopause, whether it's hormone drugs, whether it's non-hormonal medicines or devices or therapeutics or just lost productivity at work because women can't, you know, deal with, you know, going to work because of, you know, the hot flashes or the moodiness or whatnot. Mm. There's a lot of money that is in menopause and investors need to take notice. Yeah. So let me just get that straight. What you're saying is it's a $600 billion menopause market worldwide. Wow. And that is from existing therapies, obviously, you know, estrogen, a lot of women take estrogen. And and again, this is just in the West because we can afford it, right? When you go to some of the developing countries where, where there is, I was chatting to a pioneer in India this morning, where there is a growing middle class now who are able to spend money on healthcare. So I presume those numbers are not even including most of that opportunity. Exactly. And in China too, that that's growing as well. So uh, these numbers are just getting larger and larger. Well, they are. China and India are two-thirds of the world. So, you know, if, if investors are not really thinking about that, and also I might say the transfer of wealth coming down from families into the hands of women. Women are now the main purchases in the world for their family and for their own health. So there's also that to think about. And the whole thing too is the oldest millennial is now becoming, I think she's 40 years old. So that's perimenopause. So she's entering perimenopause now. And so these symptoms are starting to happen. So Mm. just think about that. We have this whole transition of perimenopause into menopause. Mm. So this this is a large market that's just going to keep getting bigger and bigger. Well, on the other side of things, you know, it's a fact that women, especially in the West, are working longer, focusing on their careers, having their babies later, living longer. I actually had my baby in my um, early 40s. And I believe that's probably why I'm not in full-blown menopause yet, right? Because I have my baby late. So I think that that's also a trend. The other thing that I think we should talk about is the fact that I want to go back to you walking in those meetings and saying, you know, I want to talk about vagina, which I love, by the way. I'm going to say that all the time. There is a fact that only 2% of women founders get funded. So first of all, Colette, congratulations to you. Congratulations to me. We got funded at least for the first stages, and now it's a case of being unkillable, right? And what I mean by unkillable is that on social media today, I know know you've had this struggle and have overcome it, you're really not allowed to talk about these issues affecting women and affecting women's vaginas because you get canceled. We just got shut down again last week. No, you didn't. And you have literally made it almost your full-time job to get ads onto Facebook. And might yes. I say you're doing a great job. What happened? It, it Well, in the early days, it was really tough. And um, not having an advocate or someone we could talk to at Facebook, we would go months without having any exposure on Facebook. Finally, we partnered with an agency that was large enough that they actually had a, you know, a, a seat at Facebook where they could ha- talk to someone, um, you know, on a daily basis that could review our ads, not just have a computer review it. 
And so we figured out what we could and could not say. Unfortunately, the word vagina is viewed as pornographic or our, the image of our product because it's inserted into a vagina is viewed as pornographic, even though it's for vaginal health. Now, the unfortunate side is erectile dysfunction. That's perfectly, you know, acceptable. Talking about ED or condoms or sex for men, that's fine. But if we talk about sex for women or pleasure for women or anything related to uh, vaginas and sex and women, that's not acceptable, which is, in my opinion, unfair because it's all the same. Uh, It's a constant battle. So we've solved it and then we think we're doing great. And then literally last week we got shut down again. We had to work through it. We get the ads back up but it's a constant battle. So where is Sheryl Sandberg on all of this? Because let me tell you, I am very lucky. I get to go to Davos and, you know, I see her doing the rounds on the the female empowerment route and, and hosting conferences for the most powerful women in the world. And she gets up and talks about lean in and, and all the rest of it. And then Facebook has policies of blocking women's health. You can't say the word vulva. You can't say the word vagina. You can't say menopause. What's with that? I don't understand. It's all a computer algorithm. And the thing is, is what we want to do is have a conversation with Facebook because educate them on the difference between pornography and women's health. Healthcare. Because there is a difference. Mm. And they're just lumping it all together and then using computer algorithms to then screen ads. And so we just want to seat at the table to educate them. And we've gone as far as had uh, pretty senior leadership talk to them, even at with companies like P&G, who have, who have the same problem. It's not just mm-hmm. small startups like ours. It's P&G who's having the same problem. And they get to the point like, yeah, let's set up a meeting. And then the meetings get canceled. Mm. So there's just mm. this real, uh, I don't know why. They just yeah. don't want to have the dialogue. Mm. It is troublesome, but I think patriarchal. I don't know. (laughs) Well, I think we're I think we're chipping away, and the more collective action that we can create, the better. So you started the company really talking to doctors, is that right? And then, and then during I seem to remember a conversation that we had where you said during COVID, then you really needed to change strategies. do I remember right? What what happened with all of that? It was really important. We introduced a new technology. We're asking women to put a very high-powered red LED device into their vagina. It was brand new. It had never been done in the world. So what we wanted to do is align ourselves with the medical community to build trust with our brand. So we started with OBGYNs and women's health experts. And so we literally went door to door with doctors and um, basically got them to endorse our product. Many of them resold our product. So um, today we're in about 400 doctors and with really well-respected doctors, OBGYNs that are often what we call on podium at medical conferences, lecturing other doctors on the latest in technologies and innovations. That's really important to us because it's them sharing technologies with their peers versus us 
doing it. They're doing yeah. it. So we yeah. spend a lot of time and money doing that and doing clinical studies with them. So we would often give them our devices and say, go for it, study it, not knowing what the results would be um, because they could be mixed. They could be maybe not good. Thankfully, they came out and the studies were fantastic. The results were great. Um, And then they would get on podium and say, I did a study and I looked at these clinical endpoints and this is what my patient population saw. And so that was really encouraging. Um, Mm. So we started there, but unfortunately what happened when COVID hit is that the doctor's offices had to shut down for non-essential services. And so we, as a startup, could no longer go into these offices and talk about our products. So we literally had to shut down and lay off our salespeople. And conferences, as we know, ceased. Uh, I mean, we didn't, uh, we are just now going to medical conferences. It's been, gosh, almost two years. I, I just went to my first one last week and it was, you know, a big deal. We had to show that we were vaccinated. We had to have a negative PCR test and we had to wear masks. So it was oh. a big deal going to this medical yeah. conference. But so what we had to do was pivot our business and go online. And we were worried. We're like, was the consumer ready for us to have the conversation with her online about our product? The good news is she was, because here she was stuck at home. um, And so she was doing a lot of research and she was Mm -hmm. reading our reviews and she was reading what the doctors were saying about our product. And so it changed for us. And so now our business exploded online and and now that's where we're focused. So we still have the relationship with our doctors and and we're now endorsed by a thousand medical practitioners around the United States, but the focus of our business is online and Mm. partnering with companies like yours. Yes. Well, we at The Body Agency absolutely love your products and fully endorse you and want you to be successful. We don't like reinventing the wheel and you've really thought about what products with a scientific background are really going to work. And so that's what we're all about. So what I did discover, I mean, I started the body agency, getting back from Davos, the idea in 2020. And six months later, what actually happened to the online business is there were hardly any condoms to be found and hardly any vibrators. So you couldn't go on Amazon and buy a vibrator as you always used to be able to do because, as you know, with your company, everyone was at home. They were either having sex with their partner, obviously, with the condom shortage, or having sex with themselves with their vibrator. And so I I just thought that that was very telling of how strong the market is in femtech. Now, another question for you. So in your journey of, and and I happen to know you've made over $6 million worth of sales. So good for you. Congratulations. Wow. That is incredible. And you've got the results, right? You're showing the world that this can be done. Do you have any male funders or are they all women? We do. But interesting that the men that backed us, backed us because they had a wife 
that had mm. the problem mm. and their wives talked to them about it. So mm. there was a dialogue, there was a communication about the issue. And so they understood it. They said, mm. my wife has this issue. I get how big of an opportunity this is. Yeah. And so because of it, they were engaged. They knew they wanted to help women you know, like their wives. So I think what men need to know out there, both men investors and also just the regular man, because we do have a lot of men who listen to the show, is our sex drive, our sexual journey in life as a woman really kicks in at around 40. That is our sexual prime. As you were saying, you're ready to go and enjoying your sex life in your late 40s. I certainly am as well. So we kick in in our 40s and 50s and you know, I was just saying this at the conference this last week, that if the world, both men and women, were having more orgasms and more sexual pleasure, we could solve so many problems. There would be less divorce. There would be less infidelity. There would be more joy, more happiness, more connection, right, with your own self and with your partner. And so I think men should realize that, especially in the media as well, when, when people take a short gasp, when you mention the word orgasm or sexual pleasure or vaginal health, sexual wellness, you know, all these words that we use that we can't effectively in the media, even the word menopause, I think the world needs to wake up and realize that, you know, equality in sexual wellness is the way to go. Absolutely. Uh, you know, again, because we are in our sexual prime and sometimes the reason why we may not be having it is not that we don't want to, we just need some tools to help us, whether yeah. it's, we yeah. need the lubrication, we need mm -hmm. something that because our body maybe not, is not functioning as it once did, but we certainly want it. So yes. communicating yes. with your partner is key. Yeah. There are no truer words uh, spoken, Colette. And again, our message here is you don't have to be alone going through menopause. There are companies like Joylux and the Body Agency helping you. In fact, there is a guide, a easy guide to menopause that you can download at the Body Agency. And we are very proud partner with Joylux, selling your products, endorsing your products with our body board. And Colette, thank you for what you do. It is all about world domination from now on in the femtech industry. And we're going to absolutely slash it. And yeah, there'll be no stopping us. So thank you so much. Thank you for raising awareness of, of vaginas and sex and body <laughs> and pleasure. It's all good. You know, it's just natural. This is the crazy thing, right? It's why in this day and age, in the 21st century, are we silenced about our bodies? Our bodies are the most marvelous thing and they only get better. I don't know about you, but I've never felt so good about who I am, what my body looks like. I mean, I work at it, but I just, I'm full of confidence. This is the best phase of my life and there's no reason for women to struggle through this phase. There, it just isn't. So, we're very happy that you exist, that you've started this movement. And I thank you again, Colette, and I can't wait to have you back. All right. Take care. Thank you. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Sex, Body and Soul. Remember, you can find all of my favorite products and resources to support your health and sexual wellness through my one-stop shop, 
The Body Agency. Be sure to sign up for our email list at thebodyagency.com for the latest curated recommendations from our industry experts and use our special promotion code to get a 10% discount, podcast10. Thanks for listening.